0: Welcome to the Rising Phoenix Rise Recover and Rebuild podcast. I'm your host Jennifer Demiri, founder of Create Again Breakup Mindset and Life Coaching. A large number of people are either thinking about separating, are in the middle of a separation, or are already divorced. Chances are that you're in one of those categories, and if not, know someone that is. While separation and divorce is a normal part of life. There's still a stigma attached and no one really talks about what it is like to go through this experience and even less what to do to rebuild yourself. I will be interviewing mothers and business owners, lawyers and a variety of other people I believe can provide some tips and insight into their lives and I'm certain you will be able to relate to some of it. If you feel that anything in today's episode resonates with you, make sure to book your 30 minute complimentary session with me today. I would love the opportunity to be part of your rebuilding journey. But now let's get started with today's guest. Today I'm here with Jennifer Parker, an empowerment and mindset and life coach and former social worker. She helps big hearted women that give their time energy and resources away to start prioritizing time for themselves without the guilt and learn how to communicate without compromising their values or sounding like their nag. Before becoming an empowerment life coach, Jen worked as a social worker in hospitals for the state government. She has a passion for helping other women and creating a dialogue that women spending time on their self-care, body, mind and soul is positively contributing to society. Jen has created her business around her values that are flexible around her life and family. Jen, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Jen. The two (laughs) Jens.
0: Yes, the two Jens. Thank you so
1: much for having me here.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. So thank you for taking the time um i guess one of the questions or one of the first questions i have for you let's dive in straight away um as a former social worker you have probably had your fair share of people that had um had either gone through separation or divorce or had their fair share of component of grief um thinking back to that time what do you feel is the most common denominator yeah so
1: first of all um just understanding what grief and loss is because I think a lot of people associate grief as more around bereavement when someone passes away who's mm-hmm. close to us but grief is um, described as someone's um, individual response to a loss so in the context of someone who has recently separated or has lost um, their partner to divorce or whatever you're losing that partner. So you're coming to terms with a grief and loss uh, response. And it's also understanding that you're grieving for a life that you don't have with that person anymore. So it's sort of normalising that experience. And a lot of people probably have heard of, you know, Kubler-Ross's grief um, model, and things have come so advanced since then. But no one theory um fits everyone so it's just understanding that we're all different and we all respond differently to grief depending on basically where we were previously and you know and our support networks and our mental health to keep in mind as well yeah
0: yeah nice um so obviously yes um grieving is something that that you do following a separation or divorce you you do sort of grieve the the relationship that you've lost you grieve the future that you saw with each other what what's your thought on that
1: yeah absolutely and it's really just understanding that of course you know you are grieving you are coming to terms with the loss and you know, of course, you're going to experience, uh, you know, different experiences and feelings along the way. And there's no, I think a lot of people are like, yes, now I'm going through the anger phase. Now I'm going through, um, you know, this phase. It, it's not a linear process. It, It's interchangeable. So it's really, really acknowledging that, like I said previously, there's no one size fits it's really important to understand that we're all very different, and it's really important that a lot of people who um, are grieving for, you know, a partner, they are, and you know, which would be all of your audience, yes. they, you know, it's it's a life that they don't have, and they're learning. They're now having to do things that they never had to do previously. So it's not that they're just losing something, they're having to take on new responsibilities that they may have not even considered because it was too stressful or I don't know how to do that. And a lot of the time that could be around finances or, you know, certain, um, even like the utilities, in, you know, in your partner's name. So you, you're having to sort of look at all of those things and you didn't know what to do. So sometimes we, we look at, oh gosh, I'm having to do all of these things. But it's also an opportunity that you're learning new things that you didn't once know. So it's just been coming from a kind heart in those times.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I can certainly relate when I went through my separation. um, I sort of felt like I've lost my entire future. I've, I've lost my partner. Um And although there were certain things that I knew how to do because I used to do them all the time. um When you are in a relationship, you end up, you know, splitting responsibilities. And because, you know, your partner is taking something on and you're taking something on of his, you sort of have to relearn all of those little things that are a normal part of life. But because you haven't done them for so long, you yeah you now have to relearn and even just the small things like, cooking in the past you might have cooked for two people now when you when you cook and you're on your own out of the blue your portion sizes are just enormous because you just have to relearn how to you know cook smaller portion sizes
1: yeah absolutely so all of those things takes time to yeah. you sort of learn how to sort of what you once did you're having to learn that again because you're pathways in your brain are so strong because it's you don't even have to think about you know how much you're going to sort of cook and then when you're cooking for a different amount of people then you're really you're you're creating a new habit so even if it's not cooking per se but you know the the gardening or whatever it's sort of looking at all of those things but it's really also understanding that if you don't like say, garden maintenance, then it's looking at, okay, well, who can I delegate that task to? Yeah. Because sometimes we feel like we've got to do everything, but that's, you know, a lot of people who are running businesses or, you know, working for someone else, they still have a really supportive network who are helping with some of those tasks to make their life more enjoyable and more fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah absolutely and um, I guess a lot of people for example in a separation they don't get this whole closure because sometimes it's not a mutual separation and, and you know they don't know exactly why things happen so yeah they don't have this sort of closure. Do you have some tips uh, you can give to our listeners today to get through the grieving process some a little bit more specific sort of tips?
1: Yeah, so um, I think it's really, first of all, understanding where you actually are mm-hmm. in yourself, okay? So in terms of, you know, what tips are going to help someone who's um, in the grieving process of, you know, recently separated, even when it's not your decision, is, um, okay, well, what can I do right now? What do I need in this in this moment, and just normalizing that experience that it is very difficult for you, yeah. and that often when we are, well, I've got all these things to do, and we don't give ourselves time to cry or feel, have those certain feelings, then we haven't really processed that, and then we're going, they're going to pop up later if we haven't dealt with those. Yeah. So I think it's really just acknowledging what's happening right now for you is super, super important. Um, I think another thing that can be helpful, and I've sort of said it a bit earlier, is you really need a good supportive network. And finding women who have gone through a similar experience and who have come, you know, it may have been a couple of years since they have separated or who've been through a divorce, you want to talk to them about how they've got through it. When, when, um, I think it's really important for your listeners to understand that a support network are people who are going to encourage, hold space for you, but you don't want, um, to become too immersed in, you know, in that narrative, or else you're going to sort of stay quite stuck there. So you want the friend who is going to listen to you, hand you the tissues, but also say, Come on. I'm willing to, you know, take you to um, – you might be absolutely introverted and going to sort of new events and things could be so scary, but having someone, a good friend there, that might be what you need to sort of start um, meeting people. But it's yeah. not necessarily intimate partners. It's just developing new supports and things like that. I think that would be super helpful um, for people, Yeah.
0: Yes, I, I absolutely agree. A good support network is just so essential. And I, I think part of the support network is also, you know, yes, getting you out of, of where you are right now and um, not necessarily feeding into in, into more of what you're feeling rather helping you getting out of it.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know... Also, you know, some other sort of tips to sort of help people in that process is, um, you know, looking at the different modalities that can make you feel really empowered. Yeah. So, you know, often people, you know, people, we all want to feel better. Yes. No one wants to have an experience that it doesn't make us feel good. However, we really need to do um the inner work um which is hard isn't it because it's sort of like i'm not ready so it's when people are ready to do what's called the shadow work you know it's that time to reflect and reset so it's reflecting on what's happening from a place of learning and also um, a place of kindness and it's sometimes really hard because it's when people are really in a place where their thoughts are continuous of quite negative how do they how do they feel more empowered how do they do that and sometimes if you're if people are feeling like that that's when it's sort of going okay I need to go and talk to someone about this because I'm still stuck on these negative thoughts that are really sort of perpetuating these outcomes and I'm not feeling good within who I am so if people are feeling more negative thoughts and not feeling good within themselves they need to go and seek um mental health support so most in australia you know we have medicare and people can access it had changed to 20 psychology um, mental health assess um, visits oh that's great um, might want to sort of take that into consideration as well um and just some simple things like doing things using this time to do things that you never gave yourself acknowledgement that you really liked so if there is something that you know makes you feel better about who you are as a person that you know that this is it could be just going out for a bit of a walk so it's really finding those things even if they're just little tiny little things of just getting out and you know out in nature or whatever it is doing those small things so that you're sort of moving as well because if you're starting to feel um not really good in a bit of a funk and you know that's where movement can be really helpful yep. you know putting on your favorite tunes dancing and you're you're basically moving that energetic energy around yep. i think that can be so helpful and a lot of people who are experiencing feeling quite um you know depressed and sad and things like that movement can be such a great way of producing those endorphins to sort of just change how we're feeling as well yeah
0: yeah no I absolutely agree and of course as coaches there's um you know there's a lot we can do to help them to move towards a future but um obviously seeking a mental health professional if you are in a certain stage then that is absolutely essential um, in addition to to finding a coach that can help you into the right direction um now are there any other particular rituals or any other modalities that you feel um people could easily incorporate into their lives um to yeah to make them feel a little bit more empowered anything in addition to to what we just mentioned
1: yeah, absolutely. So for me, I think it's really, if you can have a morning routine, Yeah. and morning routines can be difficult um, for people who are, have children because you always go, right, I'm going to do this. For example, like I always like to have a bit of a morning routine, but I woke up a bit later this morning. My children woke me up, so I didn't have that full time of journaling and things mm. like that. But normally I would say if you are if you don't have um, a morning routine yet, I would be starting to have that. And so much research shows that having a morning routine just helps optimise your day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're not sort of starting the day feeling rushed and burnt out that you've had time to process and really get focused about connecting back to yourself. So some things that you could start doing and everyone's very different. So it's finding out what works for you. So if you're doing movement and people might say, yeah, but I can't because I've got young kids and there's no one to look after them. So YouTube has literally probably millions of free online videos, but there's so many online fitness studios that you can pay as a membership. So I would always look at what can I do? So yeah. that can be really helpful. Even if it's 10 minutes, you're still doing something to start the day. And it could be things like a little bit of journaling. So it might be looking at what you actually want to create in your life and some visualisation. So if you are in a place where you're not feeling good within who you are, it's really sort of looking at those, those small things about what you're grateful for and really yeah. looking at, that at this stage and it's hard when you're going through a really bad time so this may not just apply to someone who's separated but anyone can do this that just looking at the small things that you're grateful for can be helpful in a journaling um, activity Um, it could be that you're reading a couple of pages of self-development rather than looking at social media it might be that social media comes later in the morning and after that you have done all of the things that you know are going to energise you. So, so that's a few things. Um, and for me, I feel very energised when I'm walking in nature. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I always just feel so connected. And sometimes we can use terminologies, I'm so busy, I don't have time, your mental health is so important, so it's looking at getting rid of the things that no longer serve you, so you can start integrating those little pockets as well. Um, sometimes I talk to people about having a ten-minute holiday. So what that means is, if you're sitting down at your desk or you're doing something and you're starting to notice that you're getting a little bit negative in yourself, or you know you're not, you're feeling, you know, your heart rate's raising rising, um, go and put the kettle on, have a cup of tea or a coffee and just go outside and just try and not look at the phone and just, um, you know, do some mindfulness about sort of the things that you can start noticing. So there are a few little things that people can sort of start integrating some rituals to start help, you know, create a new narrative for them. Yep. So they might be some sort of, you know, useful hints um, and suggestions for people.
0: Yeah. And I know that you said, you know, um, rituals and so on are important, which I'm an absolute believer of as well. And I have my own little morning routine, but I also know that some days the morning routine is just a little bit out. And I think it's really important as well that we don't beat ourselves up over not sticking to the routine exactly how we initially maybe planned it you know um when i started on incorporating routines into my life uh, i was just so drilled down on you have to do something at a particular time like you have to you know meditate first for 10 minutes and afterwards you have to do 10 minutes of journaling and that actually ended up frustrating me a lot more. So I think finding a flow and just because something works for someone doesn't necessarily mean it works for someone else in that particular order. So really finding for yourself what works for you I think is super, super essential. And some days I journal in the morning and some days I journal in the evening. I think, yeah, making it making the rituals and the routine your own I think is super important. Mm-hmm
1: absolutely agree and and also understanding that things change so your focus might be reading yeah but then you might feel like you're just putting other people's thoughts into your own mind instead of actually what you want to create mm. so then you might go into journaling might be the focus and you know sometimes what can be a bit of a trigger for people is they're looking through social media and going oh my god these people have it together they don't. They're only showing the highlight reel, yep. FYI.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: and you're only seeing what they want you to see. So, I think in good self care, it's looking at people following. Also, I know I've gone off in a bit of a tangent. Is following people who are completely authentic.
0: Absolutely. And
1: uh, it doesn't always go like that. It doesn't always it's like you said Jen it's not always like okay at this time I'm doing these things this morning you know I didn't do my yoga and I didn't do a mm. lot of those things however I made a choice to really connect with my kids yeah. and really be present in that moment and not beating myself up because morning rituals are there to help guide and support you so that you are in the best mental state. Because often people really under. Self care is very loosely used, yeah. first of all. And really, what self care is, it's about looking after your mental health and your physical health so that you can, you know, you can feel better about yourself, but you can interact in the environment so much more effectively. And I think people really think – I see a lot of people talking about self-care, very surface level, but Mm. self-care goes so much deeper. So the rituals that are even deeper is about saying no to all the people that drain you so much. And we've all had people in our life that you're the one who calls them. You're the one who does all of these things. So actually – going deeper into that so being able to sort of say no to those people, not answering your phone, even if it's your mum or your, you know or extended family when you know they're going to be, it's not really an emergency Um, so having those sort of informal boundaries so that you can you know, you can cope with the stressors that life face you know, hands us and that people sort of think, oh, that person's got, you know, they don't have anything um, going on in their life. They do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and some people are very good and very transparent about, look, these are the things that I'm currently experiencing right now. And sometimes we, uh, a lot of people in self-development, they don't always want to share that because we don't want to share that how we are in that negative state yeah. to other people. So after we've done the integration and gone, okay, I was feeling this because I wasn't listening to my body, Yeah, you know, and there's sometimes that real disconnect with a lot of the women that I've worked with, they're so disconnected with their body, they, they don't even know the signs their body is saying, you're getting stressed, stop yeah. and slow down. Yeah. So actually all of those things are so you actually stop and slow down stop doing the things that are not even important to you and start creating a life that you want so you know rituals and all of those things are there to help help you but they're never meant to help make you feel like they're getting in the way i need to be doing this that's your um, story that you're telling yourself and if people are saying oh you need to do this uh you know follow some new people i would Suggest. <laughs>
0: oh, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah, no, you the only thing that you need to do is do the thing that's right for you. Mm, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you touched on that a little bit earlier. Um, so this morning your routine was a little bit out because you were focusing on connecting with your kids. Now in your time you've probably come across a lot of women that have children and are going through some sort of of grieving process what do you believe is a good way to you know let the children be part of it without giving too much away or um yeah do you feel there is a way to healthily communicate with your children that look, I am in a grieving process or, like, yeah, is there anything that that you can sort of suggest?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's a difference because you, you you know, your relationship with your children's um, father uh, or vice versa or mother or whatever, you still want to ensure that, you are acting in a way that is in the best interest, but that's yeah. sometimes hard when you're when when people are hurt, yeah. they sometimes unintentionally hurt others because they're sort of coming from a place of hurt. So, um, I think depending on your relationship and how you know well your communication line is with your um, child's um, parent really will determine yeah. how you're um, feeling. So sometimes when people don't have a good communication or relationship, they might be putting a lot of the um, blame onto, you know, that person. So sometimes, and I don't have experience, so I'm only going to be talking about sort of what I've noticed mm-hmm. from working with people and just from my experience as a coach and a social worker in uh, more about sort of communication and, um you know, showing up and things like that. So I think we've really been conditioned to believe that we don't talk about our experiences if we're having um, times that don't feel really good or times that are really difficult. So I think there can be a way of talking about some of it with your children. With that, you don't need to go into all of the nitty-gritty details. They don't need to know that and they may not have the emotional intelligence to really understand that and you want to protect them so it might be that you are look i am i am i'm you know they might see you crying oh mummy you know and it's, you say look i am feeling a bit sad i'm still coming to terms with what's going on um you know and ha- you know, and really sort of trying to include them in that open dialogue about feelings and this is you know you can this can be so um apply to parents you know in all contexts because Mm. I think we've really been conditioned that we don't um, talk about feelings we Mm. don't talk about all of those things and so our children when we say it's okay you know and they're sort of perceiving that experience as oh well not allowed to um, express how I'm feeling so I think it's important to have some open dialogue But also if you're still processing and you're still incredibly hurt and it might be that you need to do a few things it might be that you seek um a counselor or a psychologist or a coach such as Jen to provide that support Mm. um and then you might also do a few other things that are going to help you you might join for example um you know a yoga studio that's going to really start looking after your body mind and soul mm. and really start changing how you're feeling because if you're feeling in a place where yes all of these challenges are arising but i can't control all of that all i can control is how i respond and react in that yeah. moment and being as open to my children as i possibly can so you know, we don't have to go through all of the, the smaller details, but share what you're comfortable to share with and just that you're, this is how I'm experiencing this at the moment um, and try to sort of, you're not including your partner in that dialogue, your ex-partner, you're just saying, look, I'm still, I'm a bit sad today, but, um, you know, the, sometimes mummy has sad days or sometimes you know daddy has days where he's feeling a bit sad and um and that's okay to have days like that you know you you know that if you have a day like that you can talk to you know mummy or daddy about that we're always here for you or something so i hope that provides a little bit of um support there for your listeners yeah
0: no absolutely thank you so much um that's pretty much all the questions I had today for you. However, is there anything that you feel that we haven't touched on that you want to talk about?
1: Um, I think. I think when people really loss is in so many different yeah. um, aspects. So you know, when you're losing a job, or you you know losing a friend as well. So. Yeah. I think it's really you. Sometimes we have, um, especially women, we have um, sometimes really close girlfriends, and sometimes when we um, change our lifestyle and we want more, we sometimes can lose um, yeah. friendships along the way, and that can be that can be almost harder than losing an intimate partner. So you're still going through that same. Yeah process because you feel like oh my gosh you know we always go back to have I done something wrong have I failed and it's also just understanding that we all change and evolve and some people don't yeah some people are quite happy to stay there so I think just really understanding that we you know when if you have um lost a friend Um, You've changed, you know, just trying to sort of word it. Um, Your friendship has is no longer that it's just acknowledging that, yes, this is difficult, but you always, when we lose someone, uh, like a friendship or, you know, we are always going to get someone else who's going to be coming in into our life. We're always, so when we change that switch and we look at it from more yeah. of an abundance um, mindset, you will always have good people because that's, you're worthy of that. Sometimes yeah. when we're not feeling good about ourselves, you know, our vibration is quite low, so we don't think we're worthy. But when we start going, actually, I am worthy, I am worthy of being respected and treated well, and I'm not going to put up with that it's more a reflection on them, not you. So I just yeah. want people to really understand that. And when you, then you meet all these other amazing people who will support your vision in your life.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you you so beautifully said that because I think both of us have experienced that in the past as well. We were so, I had some really, really good friends and I've I've lost them along the way. Um but I've also then met so many amazing other people that were just lifting me up and are more in line or in alignment with where I want to go in my life moving forward. So, um, yes, yeah, sometimes it, it just happens that people come and go into our lives. And it's pretty much like the saying goes one door closes, another one opens. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks again so much, Jen, for taking the time out of your day today to speak to me. And just going back onto the uh, support network and building a support network, I also um, have started a Facebook group, the Rising Phoenix Rise, Recover and Rebuild Facebook group. So feel free to join um, this group if you are looking for more support in your life. and. Um, yes thank you jen again and um is there anything else that you want to offer any of my listeners today or anything that you want to say
1: yeah well look if people are wanting to follow me they can follow me on um, instagram or facebook i'm just the social media handle real vision life coaching so there i sort of talk about sort of my journey um being a mother you know really how we integrate self-care and boundaries and things so if you're sort of wanting to sort of have um be interested in sort of the self-care and and that that's where you can find me
0: awesome well thank you so much jen and i'm looking forward to catching up with you again in person very very soon thanks
1: yes you too
0: bye i'm so grateful for jen's inside especially everything in regards to the grieving process and how to healthily communicate with your children on how you feel and what is safe for them and for you as well and to keep building that relationship with your children and if you do want to find out a little bit more about Jen just check her out her insta handle is real vision life coaching and I will also pop that into the show notes If you decide you would like to work with me or would like to know a little bit more about what I do, reach out via call or message and book your 30-minute complimentary breakthrough session either through my website createagain.com.au, my Instagram at createagain or on Facebook at createagaincoach. I also have a private Facebook group which provides a safe space and gives you the opportunity to connect with other people that have been through a similar journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends, like, comment and share. I'm so grateful that you have listened today and hope to welcome you back next week. Thank you.